Hi friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. My name is Megan and I am the founder of She Lives Purposefully and the host of this podcast and I am so thankful that you are here and I'm really excited for today's episode as we enter the Christmas season which can be so sweet. It can also be a hard time for many of us. It can bring hard reminders, maybe heartache, sweet but tough memories. So today we are going to talk about comfort and joy for those of us who this year Christmas might be hard for. Um, Before we do, I would be remiss about having such an important and hard topic without bringing up one of our um, very common podcast sponsors, Faithful Counseling. I'm not going to go into a whole ad about them, but I do just want to say from the bottom of my heart, if you have been thinking about counseling, Christian counseling has truly changed my life. It's helped me through some of life's biggest and deepest valleys. And so if you have a trusted counselor in your own life and you've been thinking about going to them, go to them, reach out to them. I encourage you to do that. If you don't have that person, but you've been thinking about wanting to try counseling, She Lives Purposefully is partnered with Faithful Counseling, which is an online Christian counseling service that provides mental health therapy from a biblical perspective. Again, that biblical perspective is so important. With the code She Lives Purposefully, you can get 10% off of your first month with Faithful Counseling at faithfulcounseling.com backslash She Lives Purposefully. Again, if you have a person in your own life, go for that. Um, but if you don't, this is a great resource as well. And Christian counseling has been such a help in my own life. So if you're thinking about that, I encourage you to take advantage of that. Okay. So let's dive into today's episode. It is so important and I am so glad that we are doing this. I'm pouring my heart out in this episode because I know and maybe like many of you that this Christmas is going to be very different and honestly be very hard. So uh, for those of you who are are in similar boats, I am with you, praying for you, um, and the Lord does have comfort for us, and that's what I want to talk about today. And again, with that said too, I know that there are some of you who have gone through things this year that I simply cannot even begin to imagine. Um, And so in talking with someone in my DMs actually, and to my sweet mama too, I decided that it was important, although hard, to make sure that this season we talked about not just gift guides or fun Christmassy topics, but something incredible about the Savior who came into our world over 2,000 years ago. Today, I just want to encourage you with a ton of verses about our Savior, who is also our comforter, who weeps with us, who is with us, Emmanuel, who understands us. We'll talk about comfort and joy, but even more notably, the one, capital O-N-E, who gives us that comfort and joy. Our God, who came down to earth, whose birth we celebrate, is not far. 
and he knows our hearts, our sorrow, our needs so intimately. And today, I just want to encourage you with that because truly there are no perfect words that I could give you. I don't know what you're carrying, but I do know that the one who does know what you're carrying, as we'll read, this one is the God of all comfort. And so in this episode, I just want to bring you to him to give you space to fall at his feet and to gently encourage you to stay there, even as we wrap up this episode. So let's start in the theme of Christmas. Let's talk about Emmanuel. Emmanuel, friend, means God with us. And I love in Matthew 1.23, which refers to Isaiah 7.14, talking about how Jesus, this one we celebrate, is Emmanuel. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. I just love this because because it is that reminder that God is actually with us. God is actually with you. He is actually with me. My counselor actually loves to bring that up often. She says whenever I bring up something hard that I'm processing or a situation that I start to feel anxious in, she asks, and what would you tell God if he was sitting right next to you? And what do you think he would tell you? And I love that image because it's honestly true. God is with me here and now. He is with you this very minute. In the hardest moment of your week or month or year or life, he is with you. That's not just a phrase to calm us, but a truth that we can depend on. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Let's now turn to Isaiah 9, which also prophesies about Jesus. It says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. I love those names and how beautiful of all the names to be called, to be prophesied about. And of course, there's more descriptions of Jesus in this passage and, you know, throughout scripture. But how cool is it that these are the names that Jesus is defined by? He wants to be known as a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and a prince of peace. That is who he is, the one we celebrate this Christmas, and not just 2,000 years ago, but that is who he is today for you. He is your counselor who guides and comforts you. He is your heavenly father who cares for you. He is the one who is in charge and of and gives you peace. He is mighty to save and to break chains and to heal and to renew. Okay, let's read some other passages just about how God is there for you, his character, and all of those sweet and true characteristics of him so that you can lean on him now and as you go forward into today and into this season. The next three um, verses or passages that I'm going to bring up are some of my absolute favorites in scripture. And these passages are actually ones that God has used greatly in my own life, in working in my life, and to comfort me and to heal me in different times. 
So the first one is Matthew 14, 22 through 33, and it's I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version here. And this is the passage when Peter walks on water, and it says this. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand to save and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. I absolutely love this passage. It's something that the Lord really spoke to me in one of the hardest seasons of my life. And I love namely, or I guess specifically in this, is how Jesus immediately reaches out his hand to save. We see Peter, he starts to walk on water. He's walking in faith or walking, you know, for for our own stories and sakes. He's walking throughout life and it says he starts to see the wind around him. He sees the storm around him and he becomes afraid and then he starts to sink. And that is when he cries out to the Lord and the Lord immediately responds. The Lord not only says, you know, like some encouragement, like, come on, you know, get up out of the water. You can do it. No, he reaches out his hand to save Peter. And it says he takes hold of him. And I just love that beautiful picture in whatever you may be walking through again this week, this month, this year, this life. Maybe sometimes it feels like when it feels like you are beginning to sink in the storm, cry out to Jesus. Jesus reaches out his hand. He is the hand that reaches out to save. He reaches out and he takes hold of you and he is in the storm with you as well. In my friend Taylor's podcast, which I will link in the show notes as well, um, it's a really beautiful episode. She actually mentions this verse as well. And I love how she notes here that when Jesus says to Peter, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? She brings up the importance of of seeing this being said with love in Jesus's eyes. He loves Peter. This isn't a scold. It's almost saying, I've got you. I've got this. Trust me. And God shows up. He reaches out his hand to save Peter when Peter is drowning. He reaches out his hand to save you when you feel like you are drowning. Call out to him. Another passage that I love is actually surrounding the death and the resurrection of Lazarus. And it is in John 11 verses 20 through 35. And I'm going to read this with you now. And again, this is the English Standard Version. It goes like this. This is just one of my favorite passages. I just read the first like three words and got so excited. Okay. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. 
And Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and is calling for you. When she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. This passage is something that the Lord has used so deeply in my life. Um, And I, I think it's really important to notice the contrast between Mary and Martha in this story. So often we notice the contrast in other stories of Mary and Martha, where Martha's serving, 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 and she wants Mary to serve with her, but Mary is just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And we're really praising Mary for how she is, you know, just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Martha's so focused on just making sure everything looks perfect or something like that. But I love this story because here we have Martha and it says when, you know, they hear that Jesus was coming, Martha runs out to meet him. She goes out, she meets with Jesus. And that's a first important distinction because Mary does not. Mary stays put. And when Martha's talking to him, She says, Lord, if you would have been there, my brother would not have died. But then she continues, but even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give to you. And later we see when Mary and Jesus are talking, Mary just says, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. She doesn't continue like Martha does saying, you know, but even now I know that whatever you ask of God um, and that, you know, I know my brother will rise again in the resurrection. All that Mary does is really communicate almost a disappointment and a sadness and this heartbrokenness. We see a depth of sorrow and maybe even, and this was taught one time in Bible college to me, and it just opened my eyes. We even see a little bit of, like I said, disappointment or bitterness. And Jesus sees her and he sees the sorrow all around and he weeps too. The Lord is not just patting you on the back from a distance, friend. We see in this passage and in the last one that he is in the the thick of it with us. He is weeping with you. He knows your situation and your heart and your feelings and confusion intimately. And he is our great high priest who can sympathize with us. He is our friend who reaches out and even weeps with us. 
He has not left you alone in your sorrow. Another passage and the last passage that I want to talk about today is 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4. And for those of you who know the story of She Lives Purposefully or know my testimony from past episodes, know that this passage had absolutely changed the trajectory of my life and my relationship with God. Um, It's such a beautiful passage and chapter to read as a whole, but I'm going to read verses 3 and 4 with you right now. And it goes like this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. I always focus on the purpose that we see in this verse. It says that he comforts us so that we may be able to comfort. You know, he brings purpose to our pain and we have quite a few episodes on this that I can link. So I encourage you to check those out as well. But today I just want to simply recognize that God is the God of all comfort in any and all of our affliction. There is nothing too heavy, nothing too confusing, nothing too painful for him to be able to hold you in, to weep with you in, to comfort you in. He is the God of all comfort, not just easy comfort, not just comfort in the little things that feel minuscule, but all comfort in any and all of our affliction. And he wants to comfort you. He comforts you in all of your affliction. Friend, I hope and pray that today's episode was an encouragement for you. If you are going through something in this holiday season, Christmas will be harder for you this year. Know that I am lifting you up in prayer. I just want to ask too that you would keep my family and I in prayer as well. And, um, friend know that the lord is with you that he comforts you that he weeps with you that he walks in the storm with you that he is emmanuel and that he is a counselor to you as well he loves you so much and he is with you in this season he is emmanuel i love you friends have a fantastic rest of your day